Are you an indie podcast or content creator looking to reach a wider audience? Look no further. Introducing Podcastic, the ultimate podcast network designed exclusively for indie creators like you. At Podcastic, we believe in the power of unique voices and fresh perspectives. We're here to amplify your passion and creativity, connecting you with a growing community of engaged listeners who crave original content. Podcastic is more than just a platform. It's a support system built for indie podcasters, offering a range of resources to help you succeed. From tailored promotional campaigns to professional production assistance, we're here to help you shine. Our intuitive platform makes it easy for you to be seen and heard. We do all the heavy lifting for you. You just show up and create. Plus, with our advanced analytics, you'll gain valuable insights into your audience's preferences, allowing you to refine your content and grow your fan base. Ignite your passion, expand your reach, and thrive with podcasting. Visit our website at www.podcasticlife.com to get started. Podcasting, the home for indie podcasts and content creators. Hey, hey, For your daily news, rise and grind, grinding just for you, rise and grind, when you don't have a clue, rise and we've got grind. the scoop for you, yeah. Oh, yeah, welcome to the Rise and Grind Morning Show. We do this every Monday to Friday, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. sometimes. It all depends on how we feel, what the deal of what's going on, or what's real, what that's how it is, when we keeping it up on everything that I'm singing. I'm bringing it right straight to you. That's how we do. Like, baby, we run right, we run right through you. I was just trying to run some lyrics on you. Uh, I just see the funniest thing. They just said, Sexy Red is Young Thug. <laughs> that's hilarious. I'm Miles Dixon, y'all. Y'all can catch me in the mix and quick get in the mix and all we're trying to fix them. Uh, along with me, I got none other than um, the one they call the one, the only, B. Todd. Top of the top, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, welcome. Talk to Todd is in the building. Uh, we do this every Thursday. It's just him and I. Tia and Q always just leave us hanging. They, I think they couldn't get cleared by the airport today. I think they jets is, is can't land because of the air quality control or some shit. So we gonna rock this. Just me and Todd, just me and you. Todd is gonna be me and you. I want to sing sure. it to you. Please don't. No, yeah, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, I want to sing it to you. I seen your face. You like? I want to sing it to you. But if you if y'all could see this picture, I did not know this girl got her face tattooed. Uh huh. She do look like Slim Thug. Young what? Thug, huh? Young Thug, Slim oh, Thug, yeah. totally different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Uh, Slim Thug is the boss of the South. He was the original boss of the South mm-hmm. before Ricky Ross was the boss of the South. Slim Thug he had some good music, man. Mark, what's the deal, bro? Shout out to Swive House. Swive House Records used to have some yeah, they did dog ass music. They did, um, but Sexy Red is Young Thug. Uh, so today is going to be a good day. It's a great topic. It's one of my favorite topics. Um, me, Kamani, a lot of people, we always debate. He said, man, you need money to make money. And I was like, no, nah, not really. Nope, nope. You just need to know how to build your resources. Yep. So we're we going um, money versus resources today. Uh, y'all, and don't forget to give us a call. 313-266-2811. 313-266-2811. One, well, we're talking money versus resources, and the reason why that is because most people don't understand the importance of creating relationships. Your relationships will become your resources, okay? If you build, no one can break up 
resources if you build a relationship. Nope. And um, a lot of times, well, majority of times, money can't buy what you have when you have relationships. No, not at all. I agree with you. Yeah. You um, know, sometimes those resources can make you money just as fast as or faster sometimes depending on yeah. you know who you got in your squad who you got in your squad or whatnot but uh that will work out you just yeah. gotta have the right people yeah i'm guilty you know what just the other day i i was like i'm guilty i was kicking myself in the ass all day i'm guilty of not using my resources as of for the past uh, three years why is that i wasn't thinking about it like i would I never thought age was going to be a thing for me. Mm. Honestly, I didn't. I didn't think that I was even going to see fifty, let alone fifty-one, let alone twenty-nine, let alone thirty-five. I didn't think I was going to live that long. So I was just like, I did the best. That's why I was looking at everything I done, and I done my best work when I was younger because I was thriving. Like you know, I kept going. Yeah, and money wasn't a thing in the sense of I didn't think about money the way I think about money now. I get it. I get it. Um, I always use my resources to make my money. I never use money to make money. That's crazy. Ain't crazy. I mean, it's just all about what works for you. Because, I mean, let's be real. You do need money. And some people do have to go that route to, you know, use their money to make some more money because they don't have the resources. But the the way I see it, if you use your money right, you can get the right resources. I definitely agree. Um, a lot of people want you to spend money with them to get some skin in the game in order to become resourceful, right? Mm-hmm. Me, I never been that type of person. I just thought about it like this. I never forget we came over the t-shirt company. We came over the t-shirt that said cream, right? C period, R period, E period, A period, M period. Cream. And everybody thought it was cash rules, everything around me until you turn on the back and say Christ rules, everything around me, right? Mm-hmm. So it was me. Robert Cujo, we came up. All we had was fifty six or sixty five dollars to the name with the three of, within the three of us. Go ahead, that's the caller. Oh, um, within the three of us. So I called my boy um, at Forte Print. I said, "Hey man, how many t shirts can we get with about fifty fifty six sixty five dollars?" Right. She said, "Hell, the screen's gonna cost you thirty. I'm like, "Damn." I said, "Well, how much? How many shirts can we get with thirty something dollars?" He's like. Maybe eight. Mm. So we went to go pick up. We went. We had eight shirts. No, we had seven shirts. We took those seven shirts, and before we opened the bag, a lady said, "I need five shirts," and we sent them for fifteen dollars, and then we sold the other two. Okay. So we made a, a real quick, um, like hundred bucks, hundred so dollars. By the time we was able to get gas, put it back in the car, went back to, to the printer the next day. I mean, can we get four hundred, man? He said, "Listen, if you make it, if you just cut me out, tell me, make sure just I'm make you you pay four dollars every shirt." Okay, okay, we can do that. You know what I mean? So he mm-hmm. gave us twenty five shirts, and then next thing you know, we came back. We only took us. We were selling. We got to the point where we were selling about sixty to seventy shirts every day. Oh, that's what's up. And, and it was just you and one other person? Two people. Two people? Okay. But one of them fell off. Oh. They're just like, man, I'm tired of Because we I was going outside. Right. You know what I mean? You, I mean cream it, shirts. Get your cream shirts. Yeah. Yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with that. That's how you That's how you really get to the people. Man. Like, I, I would do that. And then we were doing it. And then 
uh, one person fell, then the second person fell off, and I kept going. They was like, man, you know I mean, I got to go to work. I'm like, okay, so y'all just going to not. So I started doing it myself. That's how you, but, okay, you can make money on hand doing it like that. I would rather do that than to punch a clock. Man, listen, at this time, one of my buddy's wife was on his head. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, no, she wasn't even his wife yet. He wasn't even married. Oh man, he, was just he had sucker. one of them. Yeah, he was a sucker for love. Yeah. And my other partner, instead of telling me he was um, gay, he just stopped coming around. Well, Dog, what? Already, How'd that stop you from making money? But I already knew he was gay, though. You know what I mean? No, I'm no. I'm wait. Let's let's stay here for a second. Who you decide you want to have sex with does not mean you can't make money. And I told well, and I told him this. So <laughs> when we when we when we um, reunited, so to speak, I told him, he said, "Man, I ain't gonna lie, man. The way you was talking about gay people, I just I felt uncomfortable." I said, "You should have said something. You should have said you was gay." And I'm like, "You know what? I ain't gonna talk Stand- about, I'm not gonna talk about sissies no more." How you gonna wait? <laughs> First of all, how you not going to stand on your gayness? If you gay and you feel some type of way about somebody speaking on somebody gay, that was your that was your opportunity to let it be known like, "Hey man, I don't like it when you talk when you talk like that." Yeah. You know, even he he didn't even had to come out and tell you he was gay. He could have just said, "Hey man, that's uncomfortable with you. You keep talking about yeah, that." That's but, crazy. But I knew he was gay anyway, so it didn't matter. And I told him, he said, "How you know I was gay?" I said, "Because we was 26 people in the house." It was seven guys in you, I mean, including yourself. The rest was 19 women, and you, everybody was in the house. He was on the porch smoking a cigarette. So I, I knew it was something <laughs> sweet. I know it was something sweet about him, about him back then. But I didn't care. Shout out to um, uh, DJ G Raw. Happy birthday, dear brother. Uh, yeah, happy King Day. Yeah. I like that you said happy King Day. Uh, yeah. So on that note, I'm just like, so I just just knew from a standpoint you could always you could start a business for under a hundred dollars. You start any business for under a hundred dollars. Yeah, I had uh when Somebody I was better me that too. No, no. When I was working at the plant, I had uh I have this thing about standing out being different. So, you know, they give you the standard uh safety glasses and mm-hmm. you know when you become a high low driver or whatever you get a you get a standard orange vest you gotta wear mm-hmm. i got tired of both of them i'm about to switch this shit up if i gotta come in here and work 10 to 12 hours every day i'm about to change up how, how this shit look so i ordered glasses and i ordered a different color vest came to work people like hey man where you get that shit from i'm like i just ordered it off amazon order me some what I just told you where I got it from? Why don't you order it yourself? You're too lazy. No, but that and that's when I realized that's what makes that's what make hustle hustlers hustlers. Yes, lazy people. So I ordered somebody else another vest, some different safety glasses. Right. People start asking about it. So that's where my that's how my hustle started. Right, and that and that's another thing. Um, I mean, I'm not trying to. No, no, go ahead. I eliminated the word hustle out of my vocabulary. Why is that? Because hustler. hustler is is not only it's like derogatory. It's not only derogatory to me. I just believe that it's a negative annotation of everyone who say hustle because people think hustling is just basically drug. It's not drug dealing. It's no, not no. just drug dealing. I know that. Yeah, but, but a lot of people uh, equate that. And then the, yeah. when a white boy or somebody or another culture, oh, you a hustler? I'd be like, no, I'm a person who provide opportunity for other people. Yeah, I, I get that. And I let people know that I'm a visionary. Yeah, and hustling comes from sport. You know what I mean? Hustle, come on. You know, move it, move it, you know. Right. And then hustling also make you put most people in the mindset of things got to come fast. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? So I just, instead of me using it, I really took it out of my vocabulary. My my, my homegirl one day said, you, I'll never hear you. She said, you a hustling motherfucker. I said, mm-hmm. no, I'm not. Right. I'm a creative. And I'm constantly thinking. Now, if you say I'm a thinking motherfucker, yes, I am. Right. Hustling just have a thing to where it sounds good and it sounds like it's a pat on your back until somebody switches it around. And, and make it sound worse than what it really is. Yeah, and also with a lot of black folks, we treat our business like a hustle. Yeah. We hustle our very own business. Um, I, I'm writing a book still called Know Your Family, Learn Your Market. Because if you look at your family, you'll know how to market. Yeah. Because if you look at your family, you will see that it's when you're doing the cookouts, especially doing cookouts, right? Uh-huh. I make the analogy that black people treat their businesses like hot dogs, right? With steaks, chicken, ribs, we marinate it, let it sit, you know what I mean? Yeah. And we let it just soak up all the seasoning, right? With a hot dog, we'll take it right out the pack from the supermarket and throw it right on the grill. Yep. No seasoning, no preparation, no nothing. And then if it fall in the grill... We take it out of the grill, yeah. spray it, and put it back That's on there. That's sick, dog. That is so sick. But I've seen it happen too many times. And so most black I think I did it, too. Right. I have done it. I'm yeah. still doing it. Tino, if you don't. What up, though, Tino? You looking creepy as hell. Get your ass in here, man. You know what I'm saying? Look, we're about to go to break, y'all. We'll be right back. You checking out the Rise of Grind Morning Show. And man, get off all that shit before I fall on you. Then you be looking crazy. I'm about to get all this shit up. Uh, we, we're about to go to commercial break. We'll be right back. Celebrate failure. Every week, we celebrate failure. We the most brokest ethnicity group that have the most fun. That's the freshers. Going to these design store, all you see is us. Them people, they don't even want us in there. African-Americans bought more Mercedes-Benz than anybody last year and this year. And African-Americans have the least amount of money coming in. That just tell us everything with them statistics. We want to look like money instead of actually have it. That's definitely the problem. That is definitely the problem right there. Like, we rather look like we got it than to really have it. And that shit is sad. It's very sad. Um, I, now, when it comes to business, I could talk about business all day because I have fucked up enough to where I could, I could actually witness it. But I also have made good with a lot of things as well. So when it comes down to it, I really see um, the influx of business, but also the influx of ignorance when it comes down to business. I have seen people have $200,000 to start a business and struggle to keep their lights on. When I'm not gonna lie, I am guilty of starting business with no money and struggle to keep the lights on. <laughs> but at the same time, um, building a team is not an easy task. No, because when you think you know, when you think you know everybody in your squad and what they what they capable of, mm-hmm. they'll show you something different. Or like what you noticed when you was selling T-shirts, somebody got lazy, somebody got frustrated. Yeah. You know. So you really got to, it, it is hard building the right team. It's yeah. like, it's almost like you got to find people that are very like-minded, you know, very similar to you, if not better. No, well, I'm going to tell you like this. I'm sorry. I know what I'm saying. It seem like I'm very going against you, but I'm not because you're right. But I, I look at it like you need Toby, you need people who's not like you, not like-minded. You need people who's willing to be 
First of all, you got to get people who's coachable, right? Mm-hmm. And when I say coachable, I'm talking about that knows how to listen, not hear. Listening, listening is a skill set. Hearing is a bodily function. When you find someone who is willing to learn, then you find someone who knows things more than you, and then you start putting things together. It can be it can shape better. You know what I mean? Like I tell anybody, you show me a cake that wasn't made out made from a bowl. I don't care what ingredients it was. Show me a cake that wasn't made out of a bowl or something that holds substance. Mm. You know what I mean? It has to be made from the beginning to end. Yeah. You right. About whether it's the mold to hold the batter together to the batter being made, a bowl has to be put in there. So that bowl is basically basically the commonality of everything and everybody right. in business. So... um. You everything separately from a cake is not you can't eat, you ain't gonna eat that shit raw. Hell no, you can't. But the combination, <laughs> but the combination of it is what makes it a cake. Right. I think the first person I heard, who I heard made the analogy was I, I believe Les Brown. Then Kirk Franklin freaked it out a little bit differently. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Les Brown used the because I think he loves spaghetti, so he said, you know. When in business, you have to think about what you want your end result to be. Uh huh. You know what I mean? Because if not, if you don't vision your end result, it's hard to just start. That's and true. So he used he used spaghetti as an example, but Kurt Franklin came around later and said, "You know what? Uh, no, let me quit." He just said basically, when you when you eat when you make a cake, you take different ingredients. So in life, or as a team, you take different people, and you put eggs, flour, milk. All of it separately, and then you mix it together with another tool in order for it to become this substance to be molded into a cake. Yeah. <laughs> Shani, like, you look in here. You're not going to win. Um, so, <laughs> so building a team is very important. And I, and, I, and I give props to anyone who has the ability to build a team. Yeah, that's, that's definitely a gift. Yeah. And when, when was the time where you was out here making money, right? Mm-hmm. And... Somebody had a problem with spending their money with you. They complained about the product or how much it costs. Never. Never? Okay. Um, here's what, I, what I've learned was I know how it takes my, my, my friend, my brother, Nathan Talbot, to explain it. I know how to – I have an innate talent to to know and understand what people need, and then I find it. Got you. you feel me? Yeah. If people need flyers, I know how to get it. And all I do is find the best way and the best person to give me the flyers. My reselling game used to be dumb. You feel me? I used to I used to buy I used to buy VHS tapes out of Philadelphia. When I go to Philadelphia in the summertime, mm-hmm. I would buy VH tapes and ship them through Greyhound, come back here and sell them. Mm. I would find it like twenty five cents, and then come back here and sell them for like two dollars. Oh, that's what's up. So my, my mother used like my mother used to call me a hustler when I was younger, and then I was like, "Mama, when 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 you call a such and such my one of my cousins a hustler, it don't sound like you mean good, right? I don't want to be called a hustler, you know what I mean?" And so she said, "Okay, Petey, 
you you are a business person because my mother didn't even say entrepreneur. Right. It's crazy how the word entrepreneur didn't come into my life until later when I was going to remember. I don't know if you had Junior Achievement. Yeah, I did. So Junior Achievement was the first time I was introduced to the word entrepreneur. And later in life, I realized a lot of people that I know right now, wasn't we wasn't even saying the word entrepreneur until we were like 28, 29 years old. Yeah, same. It's crazy. Same. But white people or, or other ethnic groups teach you, is don't even say business. Because people people with businesses think they're business owners. Yeah. And they're they not. And that's what I'm trying to tell people. Just understand who you are and know you are. If you want to re- really know the difference between a business owner, an investor, an entrepreneur, and hold on, it's B-S-I-E. Business owner, investor, Forgot the rest of it. Uh, yeah, I forgot. But anyway, it's a book called Cash Flow Quantrant mm-hmm. by Robert Kiyosaki. It lets you know that you're not a business owner. Okay. I got to check that book out. And people say, I am a business owner. I'm like, you're not. Right. Uh, you know I, you know the difference? The Between a business owner and, a, and somebody that just started one? No, a business a business owner or an entrepreneur. What's the difference? A business owner can leave their business and don't have to be there, don't have to manage it, don't have to do nothing. They can just sit back and, and relax. Yeah, not relax, just collect money. An entrepreneur has to work inside of his business. Which one would you rather do? I'd rather be a business owner. <laughs> but uh, I feel you. Um, but unfortunately, I'm not. I have not yet had the privilege to do so. But you will. I it's was coming. I was on my way on being a business owner. But things when it got shot to shit. But being a business owner, it takes a certain testicular fortitude. Yeah, you have to have the balls to be able to do something. Man, the patience. And and that goes the balls. Yeah, yeah. Because if you don't, I swear to God, just like that cake. Ah. Yeah. Let me tell you how crazy though. That that's why I asked you earlier. Like, you ever had any problems when it came down to selling a product? Our people was messed up in the head. So I went to when I back again, like when I was working at the plant, I'm selling these safety glasses. Somebody asked me, yo, how much you selling them for? Now I'm getting them off Amazon for seven. Mm. I'm selling them for 15. Right. So that I tell my man's like, listen, I'm getting them. I'm like, here you go. They $15. It's like $15. I'm like, dog, you got to think about it. You here four days out the week, sometimes five working 10 to 12 hour shifts. You want to be comfortable? Cause I know for damn sure you'll spend over a thousand dollars for some Cardi's that somebody else is wearing and just for real. the weekend. And they, not even real. and they might not even be real. Right. No, exactly. Right. But our, our people think messed up. Yeah. Like, like you would rather sit up here, not spend 15 with me, but spend over a thousand for somebody, Jay- somebody else. They ain't even black. Jay-Z said it the best. You rather work for the man that even work with me. Yeah. Um, the, the truth of the matter is, um, me personally, I probably wouldn't even try to call. I would. I'd be like, okay, my favorite, my favorite, my favorite two letters in the alphabet is O and K. Mm-hmm. I had a person like, man, your flyers cost too much. I said, okay, you can't give me a better deal. No, I, I gave you a deal. We sit up here talking. You can't go nowhere else to sit up with the person who owns or runs the business in any other situation. Yeah. So right now you 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 actually privileged, and people are like, man, that, oh that's some whole oh um, what is it conceited type shit. I'm like, that's not even conceited. Nah, it's not conceited. I, I hate it when people use the, I don't the even wrong wanna, words. Because I don't even want to sit up here with your dumb ass. Honestly, you know right. what I mean. 
Um, but I will say this for people who have a business, quit saying you're a business owner, please. Because you sound ignorant. And this is how banks and everybody else determine and show you who you are. Uh-huh. And show you who you're not. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So don't. Uh, I, I learned a whole lot um, by me. My mother, I always say my mother died in my arms when I was 16, so I've been on my own. By me being on my own, I learned a whole lot, good, bad, and indifferent. I've learned that no one really means you well unless they're on your team. Absolutely. And then once they're on your team, they're only there for a minute to learn and try to take away what you taught them. This is why when I teach people, I teach A, B, E, F I J, because the rest you gonna have you to, to put make. it together your, on your own. I that, get it. I totally get it. I that, totally get it. That way, it's no crutches. It's no nothing that's gonna minimize your mobility. Yeah, it's gonna be. There's nothing there to stop you. You can't say he ain't show me this because I'm not gonna show you everything because I want you to be able to show me something. There you go. I need to learn from you. It just can't just be take, take, take. No, 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 no. It, it, I, I did that before. I did that for like two, I, two I years. I have two. Three years. And then nothing came out of it. It all was left, honestly, was me, Nate, and Melissa. But we complimented each other so well to where if I gave 90 and they gave five apiece, I know when the day I decide to get 5%, mm-hmm. I'm okay. This, this one girl that I know, she does hair, right? Mm-hmm. And she talked. Her whole circle, how to do hair, to the point where they was like, all right, bet. And they all jumped off and started their own businesses, mm-hmm. stopped going to her. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? She just, she just passed out all the game. And no, at that point, I'm, I'm not going to say she lost money, but it was just like, now nah, she's not making money with them. Mm-hmm. Now they're her competition. So I understand I understand why you don't do that no more. Right. It, 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 it happens. No, I created I created a I created a monster. I created a couple of monsters, right? Mm-hmm. But one thing I learned, my mentor said, Miles, you cannot be upset. Just know every time they cut on the computer, silently they are They're thinking about you. They're thinking about you yeah. and they praising you. Yeah. Right. And I and I did not know it because one person who I, who played who did me very um wrong. One of his students was Dwayne Johnson, leg work on uh, graphics, right? Uh-huh. I thought Dwayne used to always be, like, joking with me. He's like, what's up, Godfather? And I used to be like. You ain't really like that, yeah. I was like, ah. I said, so one day we were sitting in the waiting room. I said, hey, bro, why you call me Godfather? Right. He was like, man, because if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be living this life. He said, you taught Jay. Jay taught me. And Jay always taught me, told me, you're the one who taught him. Right. I said, wow, he did? He said, yeah, man, but I get it now. This is a game where in Detroit, people looking at, like, they don't want to look like they learn from nobody. Yeah, that's weak as hell. That, yeah. See, and that that's the mindset that keep us, that been keep keeping us behind for so long. Yeah. And, and, and not only behind, it sets us apart to where we, man, listen, there's so many people I know where our, our children was raised together but not raised together. Mm-hmm. It was 68 people in our crew, which produced over 218 children. Yeah, that's and nuts. Nobody, and nobody know each other. That's nuts. Shout out to everybody in the comments, uh, everybody that's watching. Hey, my, my homie Carlton, he said, it's not conceited to know your worth. It's not, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to come off conceited to somebody that don't know their worth. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm sorry. That's me again. No, you good. You good. Um, 
But I've, I've, you, don't, you don't know how many times I've heard people call me arrogant or conceited or, or cocky. And I'm like, no, you just insecure. And what and me being secure within myself is just overshadowing you. Almost definitely. Um, I'm looking at I'm looking at the fact that I don't know if you've seen my vent my vent session. Yeah, I, I did. I saw it. So it was a rapper who was talking trash. And so right now, shout out to K-Stone, Dogmatic. They took a picture, right? Uh-huh. And they actually blocked me out, right? So he said, these are the pioneers of hip-hop, right? So I ain't say nothing, right? So he finally made a statement to correct everything. He named the people with years they came out, right? Uh-huh. He said, hard rhymers, right? I guess hardcore hip-hop, right? Right. I wasn't. I was never a hardcore hip hopper. I wasn't trying to act hard or try to be hard. Right? Yeah, you was Detroit's look. I, I was an art. So no, before then. So oh, okay. that's what I'm saying. So he said 1992 was the latest somebody else was gonna sign. And he said he made a false statement. He said signed the major labels. It was only one of them that was signed the major label. That was Prince Vince was signed to Polygram, Polygram Records. Um, the other one was signed was signed to National Distributors, right? Uh-huh. Which was Priority was Awesome Dre. You know what I mean? Um, Amir, Mercy's Amir was signed to Nick's records, you know what I mean? And, and Chaos on My Show was not signed to a major neither, right? So I said, well, if you say hard rhymers, I get it. You know what I mean? I right. said, but uh, those, and I said the corrections. Then I said, but I was signed to Atlantic Records in 1992. Right? Uh. Then I said, also, I, I had a record in 1989 called The Painters on the Children to where to this very day, you can go to YouTube and type up Doc Chill, the painters on the children that comes right up. You know what I mean? And it was a record that played every morning. Every People used to wake up to that record every morning. Damn. So, uh, especially if you was in school, it was, it was a school, the painters on the children. And I was just talking about the, 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 the crime, you know, what's going on with, with our community. And he didn't reply yet. I'm going to go and see did he reply. But, I have to let people know. I have to send reminders. Like y'all can't. Y'all always try to box me out because I did booty music, right? Mm-hmm. But that was the problem that even I understand because Luke even had a problem. Yeah, Luke was the original king of the South, right? You know what? People didn't look at people didn't look at Florida as the South because it wasn't the dirty South. So yeah, but Luke come from Miami in a way that Miami wasn't a nice place. Yeah, at one point it was and it, horrible. And it still is. It, I ain't talking about South Beach. I'm talking about Miami. Yeah. You go to Miami? Certain Mi- parts of Miami you can't even go to. Miami will remind you of Baltimore real quick. It's the just worst. a hot version. Yeah, yeah. 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 And everybody got dreads. Not just a couple of <laughs> niggas. Everybody got dreads. <laughs> it's an old Chinese man. <laughs> Bumbaclot. Uh, yeah. You want this Bumbaclot chicken? Um, but no, seriously. So... I had to let them know. I had I had to send my shots out of reminders. Like I've been here. Did somebody try to talk you out of doing that live? No, nobody gonna talk me out to do nothing. Okay, it's all it's, it's so hard because I don't let people know what I'm doing. Got you. So you just went live and just went let that shit loose. I, yeah, I feel you. Because the guy he was talking, he said, because the the whole thing about the 50th anniversary of hip hop in Detroit was about the contributions. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The contributions, right? Yeah. And to be honest with you, there is no one right now that I can say that had more contribution. When I say talk about contribution, I'm not I'm not negating anybody who said it, but I DJ, I wrote, I produce, mm-hmm. I arrange, I engineer, 
You feel me? Yeah. And on some sets, I even sang. I even sang with my group. Oh yeah. So you that, was, a, you was yeah. the Renaissance man. So that shit. so that was just that part. Mm-hmm. So now talk about Switch Play TV. Who now was only on Comcast cable, but was on WB, then CW, then national, uh, then nationally all over the country with Directv. Not to mention when rec- I had two record stores. So y'all talking? We did have Master P. We had people like Master P, Jay Z, and everybody else come through our record store. Mm-hmm. So not only that, I had a cafe. Oh yeah, who, I, I ushered in some of the hottest poets that people know. If you say Ben Jones, Ben Jones, if Ben Jones sit right next to me, I'm say, oh yeah. If it wasn't for Miles, because I don't want to say, hey bro, he, he was young and he was like six, seventeen. I helped pay for his prime. Mm. You know what I mean? So it was. So when you talk about contribution, a young man was in there yesterday. I mean, the day for yesterday, she, he he know how to fly drones. I said, you got your own? He said, uh, no. I want to save him, get one. I went in my closet, gave him a drone, brand new. That's dope. I said, there you go. He about to cry. That's dope as hell. So all I'm saying is when you talk about contributions to Detroit hip-hop, I don't think they could find nobody that's more qualified than the DJ Los, than the Doc Chill. Um, when you talk about quality, talk about what what. When you're dealing with contributions, we place I placed a lot into Detroit hip hop. I produced over eleven albums. Damn, make you know some noise for that. And don't talk about street team. I had the I had the number one street team here called the Street Angels. It was an all female street team. Yeah. Shout out to the girls who didn't do nothing but look pretty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I honestly listen to this, man. So my uh, my first contract was with Rap a Lot Records. My sister Katrina was the was the team leader. She was an owner, a partner with me. Damn. Right. So in our second contract was with Interscope Records. We had the biggest contracts in in in, in the industry as far as here. So when people be talking trash, shout out to Nathan Tapper. And anything I'm talking about can be uh, proven. Nathan Tiber, the Street Angels, I can say it now, besides Katrina Johnson, the only time the street, uh, the girls who we <laughs> was the front, the only time they ever passed out some of the events. Other than like all the posters you just ride by, I see all them posters on the poles all the way up in the. Yeah. That was me and Nate and Katrina. Katrina would be driving, me and Nate hop out, staple, 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 push, staple, 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 push. So people don't understand that when you talk about contributions, that's why I went off like that. And I couldn't even get it all out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because the list would have been long. I, I feel you. I you know feel what you. Mean? But you do got to remind people sometimes of who you are and what yeah. you did. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And we, you're, not, you're not no greedy dude. No. You, you want other people to shine. All day. So, I, yeah. I'm and, glad I'm glad you did that, for real. Thank you. And I didn't even mention the Eastside Cheddar Boys. Oh, yeah. If it, wasn't for, if it wasn't for me, I did the marketing for these such other boys. I did the marketing and, and the promotions for all we do is club. And I did not know that. We, that made was... the, we made that record number one. And anybody will tell you. That's why when you first heard it, it said, Wax, Tax, and Trey, always gleam and keep it hot. But I got to give it up to 105.9. Mm, you really a legend, dog. Oh, thank you, brother. But. I never even looked at the legend, the legend part. Other people start calling me a legend, right? Mm-hmm. So 
that's why the, my name came up in the 50th anniversary. Like, how can y'all say? My, I heard my boy was like, if Doc Chill ain't in it, y'all ain't telling the real story. Uh. Because I, I'm the youngest. I'm the youngest old schooler. I'm 51. Them other cats, 53, 55. Me and Jack Frost about the same age. I'm probably one year younger or one year older than Jack. Okay. I think I'm one year younger than Jack. But other than that, they're all older than me. And I'm one of the fewest ones that actually had a hit record. I'm talking about a hit record. I ain't talking about a record that's playing on one station. And right, right. I'm talking about from the top of the dial to the end of the dial, our record was being played on every station. That's dope. And I could have, and I'm out, I'm gonna get off my soapbox after this. Uh, <laughs> I, I could have really went ham because most people don't know if it wasn't for exchange, right? In '92, '93 era, there would have been no independent music played on '98. Uh. Exchange broke the barrier because '96.3 WHYT was banging us. First, I got to give a shout-out to WGPR. All the GPR DJs uh, at the time was um, DJ, DJ Fingers, Zap, and all them. They're my people. They always supported me uh, until I get older. And some people ask me for, for some money, and I told them to kiss my ass. But um, I ain't going to say no names. You know what I mean? Shout-out to Fingers. Um, no offense. Uh, but what I'm, what I'm saying is, if it wasn't for exchange, Independent music during that time we have never got played because we broke the barrier and made we made WGLB play music. That's what's up. Independent film, other than, uh, independent records, other than that, they would they would the program director at the time told me if it ain't MC Hammer, if it ain't Run DMC, LL Cool J, all the big people, we ain't playing it. Uh-huh. If, if y'all ever remember when JLB. We, people even went on a strike. I mean, they was protesting, uh, protesting. Yeah, they was protesting at the radio station in front of the Penobscot building to play independent music. I don't remember. I went around like dog, that. They dog. They was they was protesting. Damn. I think it was. It wasn't until really Michael Saunders started at least listening to independent people. I think Al Nuke was very um, uh, aggressive on that. So Al Nuke, Al Nuke wasn't playing. Al Nuke was out here doing his thing. But shout out to everybody who who did their thing. But when they talk about contributions, they they had to they had to they had to bring my name up. That was dope. Yep. So and all and, and guess what? None of my stuff was based on money. Everything I'm talking about right now was based R- on resources. resources. Yep. Everything I'm talking about right now is based on resources. Make sure y'all call in, man. 313-266-2811. Money versus resources is the topic. Yeah. And uh, we got another video? Yeah. All right, we're going to get to that but video. Before we go to the video, I got one question. What's up? Had you ever been in a situation where your resources was greater than money? Yes, I have. I, okay. have, been, I have been in that situation before because my, my resource at the time was actually the plug for everything to go where I wanted to go at the time. And it was money on the table, but it was money on the table only for me. Mm. And it wasn't enough, so I stuck with the resource. There you go. So so you kept your loyalty to your to, to your people versus selling your, selling your team out. Yeah, definitely. Hey, like you said, let's go to the video. We'll be right back. That was a good one, Ty. I just had to ask you that before we break. Appreciate it. Yep.
How many of you, honestly, you are knocking on doors and grinding and making moves, but you don't necessarily have every single step written down for every single day. Just be honest. Some of y'all, you in the dark. That, see, that's the problem. So we're going to help y'all. I, I got a plan. We're going to work with y'all. I'm going to do some videos, give it to y'all. I'm going to show y'all really how to walk through this. Because the day I got up and every day now, I know exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. Here's what's funny. Most of you wake up and you try to make money. Listen to me. If you would make you, <laughs> money would come to you. Okay, you missed that whole thing I just said. If you would make you a better person, you'd make more money. Now, watch what I do. The way people spend their money or treat their money is how I treat my time. All right, let me explain what I mean to you. I make sure that every single day in that 24-hour period that I'm getting a whole bunch of wins. So I'm supposed to be doing this at this time, doing this at this time, doing this at this time, doing this at this time. The problem with most of you, you waking up and you worshiping money. Man, I was in the back with Cole. Cole was like, E, I got this opportunity for you. I got this opportunity. I got this opportunity. When you become number one, you have to chase opportunities. So I became number one. Not meaning I'm better than nobody else. It means I just mastered my craft to the point that I know what I do that don't nobody else do. I know what Tony Robbins do. I know what Les Brown does. I know exactly what they do. And so I'm not trying to do what they do because I'm not trying to compete with them. I know that I have a way of doing in this industry what nobody else does. And I've picked out in this industry, I've crafted out my own room. And your problem is you at 50% knocking on doors trying to get the result. Somebody at 100%. And you're wondering why it ain't working. Because while you're doing what they're doing, you're not who they are. So why do I put more emphasis on time than I put on money? Because they print money. They don't print time. Yeah. That right there was so powerful. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it and, was. And what he was talking about, y'all, in case y'all didn't really, in case y'all got engulfed in what he was saying and not listening, y'all was hearing it, but y'all wasn't listening. Time management is so important. And I have been guilty of not using proper time management due to certain illnesses or things that was going on in my life. Sometimes my clock just got blown the hell off. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. A lot of times we, um, we want results immediately, right? I've been working with artists and stuff for a long time, and they be wanting results immediately, right? Yeah. Some I'm not going to have people on the, like with the Eastside Cheddar Boys, right? I can tell the story now because only two people really know the truth, right? Uh, me, and, me and D, right? So the owner, please believe it, records, that was Wipeout's uncle, right? So when it came down to it, they were trying to get the record to come out in the summer, I held on to it until November twenty, November twenty second or twenty third of that year to send it in. So we got it back in December. But when we got it back, we sold one thousand CDs in less than two hours. Damn! Now that's dope. Because the buildup was so heavy. Yeah, yeah. That anticipation is. Something oh my else. God! The buildup was ridiculous. Yeah. The and then D was like, "Hey, Doc." D said exactly this. He said, hey, Doc, send it when you're ready, when you think it's, when you think it's ready. He should have never said that. Mm. That gave me all the encouragement in the world to see somebody believed in me. Um, and when it came back, just like I thought, 1,000 CDs gone two hours. <sighs> to where we had to order 5,000 CDs. 5,000 CDs was gone in almost three and a half weeks. Yeah. 
That's dope. I mean, every record store in the city bought that record. And they ain't buy five. They ain't put it on consignment. They bought it. Yeah. That's dope. That's and, how. That's how it, it all worked out the way it's supposed to. Yeah, and, and then when, but when I start think when I start thinking about even right now to this day, the things that podcast has done and the barriers that we didn't broke, the way people try to compete with us, we ain't competing with nobody. No, I mean we 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 give people their props, but that's where it stops. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's it. It's like we know who we are, and we don't try to compete. We got people trying to compete with us on the DL. I, yeah. you know, I don't. <laughs> I like, don't I don't understand that at all. Like like back to the video that we just watched. You can't do what somebody else is gonna do what, what somebody else has been out here doing. You're not them. So you're not gonna have the same impact. That door is not gonna open for you. Resources. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know, so I that that's that that comp that competition shit to me is really is weird to be honest. Hey. Because Whenever whenever somebody jumps into this competitive mode with somebody else, especially somebody else that they came up under, mm-hmm. it never works out for them. I've never. I've seen it happen. And look, my comebacks be so goddamn dumb. Like I be telling people all the time, they be like, "Yeah, I heard about this. I heard it didn't do too good for you." No, I didn't. Bam! Wait a minute, what happened? Oh, you oh, you thought I, you thought I, you thought you was gonna sit there? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You thought I was just gonna sit down and, re- and just chill and just let that happen? No. Nah. My bounce back game is ridiculous. I'm t- I bounce so, back. I bounce back like a hard rubber ball. Anybody that ever counted me out, good luck. You better count me in. <laughs> For real. I mean, I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing. What I've learned about people: people don't mind when you fail because the failure portion gives them conversation to other people. Yeah. To the people they've been talking to about you. However, your wins make them shut the fuck up. Yep. And make the other people realize who they really are. Yeah. And I and I, and I learned it. Don't get me wrong. Like, look, I, I have, man, when I say I produce music, I really produced music. It wasn't like, I ain't talking about just rap. I didn't produce R&B songs. I produced some gospel songs. Oh, yeah. did, you say, did you say gospel, Bo? Gospel. Yeah, you said it. You said it. We, we, we. <laughs> you funny as hell. I, I would. You my you my host, so I, 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 I'm not gonna talk about you with that one. No, I said gospel. No, you didn't. You said gospel. How you gonna hear what I'm saying and you talking at the same time? Watch this, Chantel. Did he, did he say gospel? <laughs> no, but you did, but you corrected it though. That's dope. But, but you know, it was funny to me. Oh, okay. He's <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I, look, I didn't realize I said it wrong. No, but 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 that's so. So I'm glad you said that, right? But this is what happens with, with us as people. If someone tell you, no, man, you need to pay for that, right, in order to get here. Uh-huh. I had a very good. It's a, one of the best. Recording artist I've heard of. His name is Ren Sin, right? You know Ren Sin? Uh-uh. Uh, you know Ren Sin T? T you know Ren Sin? Ren Sin has a song called Breathe. It was it was an incredible record. I'm going to show it to you after. The video and everything was sweet to me. Okay. He t- I said, I was willing to help him for free. Right? I said, man, give me that record. I said, just give me a radio version. It took him nine months to give me a radio version. What? Why it take so long? Because he said, I don't believe you could do it with no money. Because everybody, every time I go to a DJ, he want money. 
I said, but you don't have no friends that's DJs. Mm. I said, I got Wax Saxon Dre. I got DJ Fingers. I got Zap. I got Gary Chandler. I got people when they play that record though in the in them clubs, people gonna listen and they know how to mix a record. Yeah. That's what happened with the breed record. Uh, all we do is clubbing. They couldn't get all the program directors and all of asking for money, right? I said, hey man, tell Breed to come over here and put Wax Saxon's right name in this record. That was at two o'clock. By three o'clock, Nate has recorded it, mixed it, and sent it to Dre. By five o'clock that same one night, the same day. Dog, my phone was off the hook at six thirty. Tyrone Bradley called me. Why don't got that record, Doc Chill? I said, Well, Tyrone, we submitted it to to the record pool about four months ago. No, no, not not, not that record. Not that what record that Dre just played. Gary Chandler, Doc Chill, what's going on? When can I get that record, man? I said, Well, it got. It says one on five point nine. You at ninety eight. (laughs) <laughs> right. oh, oh yeah, I knew I knew how to play that game because one thing I've learned: if somebody if somebody think they better than you, go to their competitor and give it to them. Mm. And that's some free game for y'all. Yeah. If y'all have anybody who think that they better than you, take it to the competitor for free. Make it hot. Make them jock, and watch the crowd rock. And that's just that simple. Shani, you ever had a moment where uh, where you realized money was more important or vice versa? Um, I think resources, because it can be even people that you know can put you in different rooms that money can't. And you can have money, but do you know the people that can allow you to be in those rooms and in those opportunities and positions? So I definitely feel like resources is better than just solely relying on money because money can run out. But, yeah. you know, just connecting with different people at different events, your know, networking continues to grow. The line for that continues to grow. It don't run out. So. Yeah, Definitely. that's real. You went to college, right? Hell no. I mean, <clears throat> no, I didn't. Okay. Shani, you did? <laughs> was you? Did you join anything while you was in college? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that little finger, little, that's, that, that's that Fifi finger, that little baby head finger. Because me and Kimani was literally just talking about this. I wish that I was more active in college, like either joining a sorority, just getting involved on campus. Um, oh, don't get me started that. with that. I, I asked that because of the whole you got to pay to get in there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that, that's why I asked. Yeah. yeah. I wish I would have took more advantage of the resources and opportunities that I had in college rather than just going just the uh, class and then leaving. Because they say when you join the frat, you get all these benefits and all these connections. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's why I was asking I about that. I've seen a frat member look like he did crack about 20 times and he was homeless. Jesus. So, okay. So, so much of his connection. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but, but seriously, like I, I've learned, I, I really learned to build your own fraternity. Build your own family. Build your own team. Then that way, when it goes wrong, the only person you can blame is yourself. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I've learned that people will always disappoint you, but if they disappoint you on the principles that you taught them, it's your fault. Yeah. And I'd rather, rather, like I told um, somebody with my Star Wars, he was willing to be slain at the hand of his son. Versus the hand of anyone else. Uh-huh. You feel me? He, he didn't fought the whole galaxy, but meet his son. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just saying, like, we got to really think about 
principalities and um um morally instilling proper thinking within your team because if you don't that's your fault yeah i agree like i had my posts come up every year i made a statement about three years four years ago i said i may not be the richest but i didn't seen it touched it Uh spent it i might not be the smartest but i taught them you feel me yeah i might not be the best you know what i mean but i taught them you know what I mean? You, sound, you remind me of Dame Dash. Yeah. You know why? Because he said something to the effect of everybody that's been around me, I made them something. Hove, he a billionaire. I put Kevin Hart on too. Look at what he doing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The yeah. people that he had around him, they they, just, they superstars now. Well, well, most definitely. And I wish I could be like Dame Dash and say that because um, I might have look, I have way more couple more dollars. But what I'm what I'm saying is. I understand the importance of being who I am. Because mm-hmm. if I be the best person I can be, other people be like, well, damn, he's 51 with his limping ass. I'm not. I can do better. You know what I mean? That way we can push ourselves forward more. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love people. We worked as a team yesterday. We went out and we was uh, we was live at the um, uh, Waffle Cafe at Booksby, and we did our damn thing. Yeah, I, I like that episode, man. Me and Shetty, we timed it out. It took us... 13 minutes to set up. Oh, that ain't bad at all. Oh, and, and, and then we had, and it probably took us maybe three minutes to decide how we was going to set it up because of the, of the way it was positioned. But other than that, what, man, we, we what had. What made y'all to, do that? Oh, we, 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 we outside every Wednesday. Oh, so y'all doing, that's a new thing. Yeah, every Wednesday. Okay, bet. Yeah, I'm going to definitely make yeah. some changes and switch yeah, and, and come come with y'all, man. That's that's dope. Every Wednesday we outside. Okay, you know what I mean? that's the whole thing we outside. And for those who want us to come to their business, just give us a call at two four eight six two one four eight eight six. I believe two four eight six two one four eight eight six. Sorry, two four eight six two one four eight eight six. Give us a call if you want podcasts to come out and be be a part of your uh, situation, your event. We don't mind. We outside. That's dope. Yeah. That's dope. I like that idea. Especially now. It's nice outside. That's dope as hell. Oh, in the wintertime, we're going to, but we ain't going to be outside. Yeah, yeah. Of course yeah. not. <laughs> but we'll pop up. Well, we'll pop up. <laughs> yeah. You better have us a corner somewhere. Yeah. Um, and a heater. <laughs> yeah, and a heater, definitely. Um, Book Spot was good. The food was excellent. It was actually phenomenal. Uh, I'm not surprised. You a good um, one for eating on camera too. Man, I don't give a damn. <laughs> I, I mean, I try a sample, but I just can't just throw down man, on camera. No. <laughs> you ain't see me eat them donuts earlier. <laughs> Shit, I don't give a damn. I be having powder all on my face. Um, smacking in the mic. <laughs> what time is it? What time is it? It's nine fifty-five. Okay, we about to go to another video. We will be right back with Shay. Oh my God, she's live in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, we'll be right back, y'all. Shit. <laughs> For anyone who is out there listening and thinking that you cannot do something because you don't have the money, you don't have the finances, you cost too much, you, you can't afford it, it's all in how you look at it. It's resources. I would always rather have resources than money any day because the resources will get you the finances and get you to the places that you need to go. And the resources will get you even the experiences that you want to have. Oh, shit. 
Okay. That was quick. Um, um, resources will get you in rooms and get you experiences. Most people don't even understand if they pay for it. Yeah. I paid for conferences, right? But I paid for conferences so my team can get a... Sometimes, you know, they be like, Miles, yeah, man, I know you're saying that, but you know, but until they see these other types of people... Yeah, you got you got to have a microphone on too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> shout out to Shane Chan, uh, Hundred Grand Bands lady. Yeah, the one who one one two is bring us to you. Um, until I showed them, like these people really exist. Mm-hmm. I never forget. We went so I, I went out of town with Sean P. And I told everybody the experience. I met these girls called Destiny's Child. You know what I mean? Little little girls, 12, 13, 14 years old. You know what I mean? I came back and told him about Sean P. Giving him one finger to Russell Simmons. Like, hold on. I'm right. talking right now. Um, so the next following year, we flew out to Cali. We had nine people in the, in the, in one room. That's how bad people really wanted to get in. Nine people to a, to a double-bedroom hotel. Oh, that's what's up. I'm talking about we was on the floor. <laughs> couch. <laughs> Hey, yep, bed. Yep. One guy said, fuck it, he slept in the tub. Damn. It was that serious. I mean, dog, because listen, to be around people like Puffy, Kadal Mossenberg, uh, uh, Master P, Rick Rubin, and all these people. And, and look, I'm going to tell you how it was. We we had three passes, right? Uh-huh. So we'd go in to the bathroom. We'd tell, three, we'd tell the three go in the bathroom. Then one person take two passes out into the lobby. You know what I mean? So they take the two out to the lobby so they can get into the room. Then we go to the bathroom and we take the other passes to come in. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Then they see, you know, all of us in the, in the same room. Damn. Because then them passes was $2,500. Oh, you had to do what you had to do. Yeah, we had to do what we had to do. Yeah, the, 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 the bread wasn't the bread back then. Yeah, yeah. The bread wasn't bread. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> the bread wasn't bread. And, and so I really understood the power of resources. Yeah. Because if we weren't resourceful, only one person would have been in that room. Yeah. Um, it's, but, because, it's because of resources I ended up meeting Royce. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Royce is probably one of the best rappers I've ever heard rapping day in my life. Yeah, he is. He definitely. Yeah, I, I, he cold. I ain't going to lie. I put him over him. I definitely, yeah. yeah. I, put, I put Royce yes, over him. Thank you, yes. Yeah. We said it, and I stand by. Yep, 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 yep. But th- that's why I didn't like the bad versus the evil album because he was giving Eminem too much credit. Yeah, they kind of they kind of did something to me. I did. You know what? That's the way you feel about that album is the same way I feel about Watch the Throne because I felt like I've heard Kanye out rap Hove before. On I never heard that. I have. I haven't on Run This Town. Listen to Run This Town again. No, he didn't do it on Run It listen to it again. He said, "Listen, no." He had enough, okay, he could definitely keep. He had it. He, he had what keep it up took, with him. He had what it took to keep up with yeah, Hope, and I, I didn't give, hear that I on Watch that. the Throne. I didn't hear that on Watch the Throne. Oh, I was no. well, Otis. Otis, yeah, that's one song. Listen to the rest of the album. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kanye yeah. could have kept up with Hove better than what he did, especially yeah. when he did that singing shit. Yeah, but but Kanye, but Kanye was did produce it. He did produce the album, so I, that's cool that he yeah. produced it. He could have sounded better. Yeah, but but rap. I mean, producing it and writing the song that's kind of difficult, man. That's kind of difficult. Yeah, were you, were you for, creative for a whole album? Yeah. Until I tell people, 
I used to live in the studio. Mm-hmm. And to get the energy to produce other people and deal with their bullshit. And then they'd be like, Doc, why don't you get on the verse? I, I can't do a verse, bro. My mind boggles. I'm trying to mix this record down. So, yeah, it takes a lot. Um, it's 10 o'clock. You already know what time it is. It's about to go to Shay. Oh, my God, live in Atlanta, Georgia. Shay, take it away. <laughs> Shay, oh, my God. Shay, oh, my God. Oh, my, oh, my God. Shay, oh, my God. Shay, oh, my God. Oh, my, oh, my God. Shay, oh, my God. Shay, oh, my God. Oh my, oh my God, hey. oh my God. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Shay. Oh, my God, with your entertainment news for the Rise and Grind Morning Show. Now, don't forget, go check them out at simplypodcasting.com. They'll be right there for you from 9 to 11 a.m. every Monday through Friday. Go check them out. And, of course, check out your girl, S-H-A-Y-O-M-Y-G-O-D. Hey, I'm right there for you. So go hit me up. Let me know you saw me right here on the Rising Ground Morning Show. And I'll shout you out, okay? All right, we're going to get right into it because there's a lot of juicy stuff going on now. Now, if you haven't heard by now, Kiki Palmer was not feeling that diss that her boyfriend, well, ex-boyfriend now, Darius Jackson, had said about her when she went to the Usher concert. Now, if you're not familiar, just so you know, she, apparently her and her girls had a night, a night out together. And um, she had on a black bodysuit, if you will, with a sheer top over it and her butt cheeks was out. Well, they went to go see Usher in Vegas and Usher saw her and he serenaded her and she had her arms wrapped around Usher and just was enjoying the moment. Now, Darius apparently took to social media and pretty much said that that is not how a mother is supposed to dress or act. So he pretty much shamed his baby mama right, you know, in public in front of everybody on Twitter. And so apparently they've been going through it because now she just performed at the Broccoli Fest and she pretty much uh, had a quote, child. Let me tell you what the quote was, okay? She's letting us know that she's not being bothered with Darius. Little booties matter. My son gave me some ass. I'm I'm my own boss and I got my own cash. I don't need I don't need a ninja. Only thing I need is a bag. End quote. Okay, so apparently um, he did. It was some um, uh, an old interview that came out about Darius um, pretty much saying that he held Kiki to a high regards and a higher standard, almost to the point of being perfect. And Kiki, um, um, she eventually responded back to that, like, how is supposed, someone supposed to live up to being perfect? So that means if I'm not being perfect to your standards, then it's like World War Three. No one could live up to that. Like, how was that supposed to be? And, you know, in Kiki's defense, because everybody was going back and forth about it, in Kiki's defense, um, really, um, it was innocent. Everybody has a a, a heartthrob, an a R&B singer, or someone that they love or or just would uh, appreciate being serenaded by. And she just had an innocent night off with her girls. Now, in Darius, you know, also Darius didn't have to blast her like that on social media. That was really rude. She, he could have dang show text her or inboxed her or something, send up a smoke signal. Like, if you got an issue with me, let's talk about it privately. Don't put it out on social media. Well, honey, now Kiki is dragging that at, okay? <laughs> and, you know, and everybody knows that Darius don't make the money. Kiki makes the money. So, you know, I guess, you know, happiness doesn't matter no more because now she said pretty much her son has given her a new free, uh, a newfound freedom, if you will. So Kiki, do your thing, girl. You know, you're still young. 
you know, be in love with someone that that doesn't mind your wild side, but you know, all in respectable, of course, you know, um, but hey, we can go on forever about that story. But okay, Kiki girl, we see you keep doing your thing, sugar. I'm here for it. Anyway, uh, what's funny about it now is that Quavo recently was at uh, Usher's concert with his new boo. And apparently uh, Usher now, since the, since the whole Kiki thing, he now are, is asking, hey, you know, can I serenade your girl? You know, he want to make sure that he's he's good. He don't he'll need no more problems. I'm just saying. I, I understand, Usher. <laughs> All right. But a quick, uh, a quick update to a story that I brought you, and it's going to be really quick, and then we're going to let it go. Now, a quick update regarding Tiger Woods' girlfriend um, or ex-girlfriend, Erica Herman. Well, apparently she has now dropped her lawsuit of $30 million against his estate. She didn't have a suit in the beginning. She really, it was just stupid to me. And to me, she just wanted to be in the tabloids. End story. On to the next story. All right. So apparently during a summit, and it's called the Invest Fest, uh, Tyler Perry talked about how he, you know, he, um, he uh, found out early in the business that black dollars do matter, okay? Now, apparently, back in the day when he was doing his stage play, he, he told them he did over 300 and something stage plays in a, in a year, in one year. And during that time, he uh, he uh, made like 75 to $80 million during that time. So he capitalized on that money and he built that money to the point where he doesn't, he has not taken out any type of, type of private equity since uh, getting his whole uh, acreage of lands over there for the Tyler Perry studio. He, he didn't have to borrow nothing from nobody. He didn't have to ask nothing from nobody. All because of us, the black dollar. So here's my thing. If you could support somebody like that, like we did Tyler Perry, can you imagine how much we all will be millionaires? I'm just saying. Now, his debut film that came out uh, years ago was A Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Guess how that, guess what, guess what he did with that? Now, the budget for that was only 5.5 million. He grossed 50.6 million for that film because of the black dollar. I'm just saying. Y'all get it together, folks. Our money matters. Now, just so you know, Forbes list have um, stated that the Tyler Perry Studios is worth $280 million. It only took them $100 million to make it, and it's worth two eighty. If that ain't an investment, I don't know what is. But he also stated that that's why he still, uh, his shows is doing so well, because he still bank on us. Black dollars matter. Period. All right. In other news, people are reporting that Jamie Foxx has been celebrating, um, uh, you know, doing better and, and recovering well. So he had a party to celebrate being better. Um, it was held at the Chicago Rehabilitation Facility where he is, you know, in and out patients still doing some ongoing therapy. Shout out to him. Now, he, I remember I just did a story about him being, having a boat ride and he, you know, waving to the people and everything. So he did that. But the next following day, um, he was recently spotted out at the Top Golf in Hapeville. It's a suburb of uh, Chicago, and that was on July 8th. Hey, the boy is getting around, and we are happy to hear for it. I am here for it. Now, also recently on July 10th, he assisted a woman who lost her purse, and apparently it fell out of a, some type of machine or car or something. I can't remember exactly how it happened, but he took her purse back, and she was just happy to see him, asking him, 
How was he feeling? How was he doing? And he said, I'm doing good, baby. And, and listen, we are here for it, Jamie. This is a story that we are definitely here for and we're excited about. So it's always good to see you, Jamie. You can always make some, some more appearances. We love to have you and love to see you. All right. I'm so happy to report that one. It's your girl, Shay. Oh, my God. It's your entertainment news, baby, for the Rise and Grind Morning Show. As always, go check them out Monday through Friday from 9 to 11 a.m. And, of course, yours truly. Back to you in the studios, guys. Hey, see you later. Mwah. That was good. Thank you, Shay. We really appreciate you. Yes. That Jamie Foxx thing, I told people, like, we just got when he. To me, I think the whole thing about being resourceful, Jamie knew how to play the media. Yeah. He knew how to play them to where he just kept everybody, he kept his name in everybody's mouth. Yep. No matter what. So he stayed relevant. So when he come back, we're doing as he is, he's going to do better and he'll get all the praises and every story you're going to return to Jamie Foxx will be headlined. Did you see the previews to uh, Clone Tyrone? Yeah, I've been seeing it, yeah. Yeah, man. That, I, I, I can't wait to see that. I mean, just just like like I said, man, I think Jamie Foxx has always been masterful at everything that I've yeah. seen him do. Um, and I think he made this thing. He, he about like, hey, hey, y'all, let, let's just make him wait. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Let's let's just make them wait because he, I know what they're gonna do. You know what I mean? He's one of the most talented ones in the game, man. Yeah, for real, most definitely. Again, his contribution has been great. Yeah, his contribution of reaching out to people, letting people, letting other people's stories be told through him. Yeah, it's dope. The, the way he opened his doors and his family um, business to by his sister being being a a, a person of um, um, special needs. All that's important, and she and she addicts, and I keep trying to tell people, people don't understand. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of things going on with these Dixons out here in this land. Um, so another thing about resources, right? What I've learned is that if God plenishes Earth based on resources, why money is so big for us? Because, well, I think money is so big for us because. Unfortunately, it's a lot of followers, and social media made the money aspect a lot worse than what did what it really should be. You know, you got people out here renting Airbnbs, acting like it's their houses, uh, uh, going on tour, renting a car, acting like it's theirs, just to make it seem like they got money. I I tell people, I told I told um, t- uh, Shani, technology is the only thing that that make that change life. Yeah. Technology has the only thing that has made us be fuck ups, be millionaires, become who we are. If this was fifteen years ago, no one had, would have ever thought. Emory Jones did an interview with um the Breakfast Club. In case anybody don't know who Emory Jones is, he was Jay Z's best friend who Jay Z yep. always talked about yep. who 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 never told on him, who never and they always took by uh, his side. Um, he said, "Not in a thousand years do we think we would be like this." Yeah, Jay Z said it, and God, um, God did. Yeah, yep. You know what I mean? So, all I'm telling everybody, but these are resources. You know what I mean? I tell people, learn your vows. A, be accountable. E, execute excellence. I work with integrity. O, operate. I mean, cre- create opportunity for others. You unite your resources so you can become the source. Uh-huh. And why? 
because it's motherfucking yours. Definitely. So these are I live by these things because if I don't, I just know that I have failed myself and anybody who ever looked at me as in the leadership way. You know what I mean? If I lose everything today, tomorrow, I can get it back. The question is, who gonna stand with me? Mm-hmm. Who, who gonna stay together? You know what I mean? Who gonna that, stand through the struggle? Through the struggle. Yeah, who gonna be patient enough to do that? And, and who gonna help build? Yeah, that too. You know, this is why I respect what I learned the difference between dictatorship and leadership. Watching a movie. I was watching a movie called Noah when the flood was coming. So it was a dictator whipping. Come on, let's get it built. Get it built, right? And Noah was building the ark, right? Uh-huh. And so he had his son, he had his children and his you know his friends and people he knew helped building it, right? And so he was explaining how it needed to be built. And then while they was when two of the guys gentlemen was carrying the logs, right? Uh-huh. It fell because one was just tired. Noah uh, dropped his staff and picked the 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 wood up and helped carry it. And so he became the worker too. He wasn't just telling people what to do. And that's how I knew that's the day I found out the difference between leadership and dictatorship. Those who want to be a boss yeah. and just tell people what to do versus a leader who starts to do what needs to be done. I realized my struggle with uh with supervisors, like through my throughout my work life. Mm. Um I I was I was always like more so of a leader and I'm and I'm not scared to like change the game up like I've mm. always got into it with supervisors because I saw something else that they didn't mm-hmm. whatever I did to make the job easier it was like no 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 you can't do that you got to do it like this why this th- you taking too much time doing it this way and you see doing this working way. right yeah if you see it's working my way and it's and it's more effective especially with time let's just go with with, with the, what I suggested. You know, wow. but I could tell a lot of these people that get into these positions to run the show, they don't run shit at home. And that's why they act like that when it comes down to going to work. Wow. Say that again. <laughs> I said, I said, when people, when people get into these positions of, uh, in, in these positions of power, you could tell they don't run shit at home because they get, they, they get too stupid at work. Yeah. They I get agree. ridiculous at work. They get dumb as hell at work. Yeah. I've seen supervisors act like I know you've seen plant workers or plant supervisors wear vests and stuff like that. They act like their vest is bulletproof. Like, dog, you can get killed after work. Don't know, it ain't nothing for somebody to follow you to the gas station, follow you to the liquor store, wherever you stop at, and take you up out of here. And wipe your or ass, mister. Right. Yeah. Shout out, shout out to the guy who whipped their supervisor ass at the gas station. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to y'all because they had it coming. I I, I seen it. Yeah. Oh, I heard it. With your own two eyes. Yeah. Or you hit it with your own two fists. Whatever came first. <laughs> um, we got to really think. Of, oh, shout out to Tina uh, Carlton. Um, is Mark in there? Carmen Market. Yep, that's good. So, listen. I just really realized... Um, the point of resources was never meant for beneficial of individuals. It was meant for beneficial of families. Mm-hmm. Because um, if one person had a farm, the reason why they taught their the children to till the 
land and all that because guess what? They have time to go shopping or make clothes. So the person who shops or make clothes will be like, hey, you know, we need some corn. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so it, it, that kept going. The resources were going. Keep going. That's good. And even when it's um, when when harvest time, it wasn't as fruitful as they thought it would be. You know what I mean? They still need clothes. Yeah. You know what I mean? So a debt ticket would come about. It's crazy. Resourceful. Um, but you have to also be willing to change up when things is bleak. You Absolutely. Know, you know? Um, I've never been one of those people who try to monetize every after everything. But now everything has to be monetized. And the reason why I say that is not because of just the money, just because of the relationships that need to be built. And then when people think, when people look at you and you're not monetizing what you're doing, they look at you as not knowing what you're doing. Uh-huh. So, yeah, we're going to kick all that myths in the ass. Uh, did you, I saw a post the other day. Did you, did you, did you, anybody else ever notice that they, Facebook stopped paying, paying people for they, for they, uh, they reels or whatever around the time this strike started with the writers? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, did, it makes sense. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. And I think I I, I never I didn't think about it till I saw that post, and I'm like, damn, that is that's strange. But you, they had a point. Let me let me say something. For every action, there's a reaction. Mm-hmm. If you want, if people want to play a game, trust me. Just look what Facebook doing. Every every social media has been built for free. Yeah. For free. You're right. The only reason why they pay people is because of people pay them to pay people. Yep. You get a the Facebook get free content every day. Yep. Including us. But that's why I tell people to go to www.podcasticlife.com and check out all the shows that's on the Rise of Ground Morning Show. As a matter of fact, all the podcasting teams, reach out to Chantel and see what we can do to get you on the Rise of Ground Morning Show. And let's talk about your shows. Let's get this out of here. Let's start marketing and promoting each other thoroughly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Every, anybody that's watching, man, you want to start a podcast, come over here. Come on over to Death Room. <laughs> if you don't want nobody all in your, all in your podcast. Always dancing. talking uh, over everybody. Right. <laughs> Well, wait Cutting a them off. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> yeah, like I said. Uh, Turn the music on when it ain't time. Right. right. Doing hand claps when they don't belong. Um. <laughs> Not turning their phone down. Right, right. Not cutting their microphone off when you're talking. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, if you want a place, if you, want a, if you need a home, then. We have our own phone, call-in phone number. We have our own system, and that's another thing. Most people don't understand systems, uh, B-Time. Yeah, I know that. I, I, I wanted to call you Brad. I had no idea. I think I have seen Scarface earlier. Yeah, probably. Not that you look like Scarface. <laughs> no, his name is Brad. My name Brandon. I Brandon, right. <laughs> Brad, Brandon. Then white guy, let's talk shape. It doesn't matter. You like, motherfucker, it matter. Um, I check, say Brandon. Um, so... In the, in, the, in in your case, uh, Brandon, have you ever been in a situation where you got kind of envious or even somewhat jealous because somebody's money was a little bit bigger than yours? No, because the way I saw it, I, I've never been the jealous type of person. Whatever, whatever somebody obtained, I know I can obtain it. 
It's yes. just it's not gonna be the same way. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like I, especially when it comes down to money. I've seen people. I've had money, lost mm. it. it, got it again, lost it again. So it's just kind of clumsy. <laughs> no, I'm not clumsy. <laughs> it's just the way shit happens. No, it's that, called life. It's definitely the way shit happen. I don't know. So how about this? I know exactly what you mean. I don't lost a house. I don't. I don't lost a lot of shit, and I be telling people like, you have to really be careful what you wish for, mm-hmm. because God would give it to you. But would you be able to take care of it? Yeah, and then and then also understand this: what you asking for, and the way God delivered it, you got to be ready for that too. Yeah, to it's not gonna be the same. It's not gonna be the way you you imagine it. Right. It's mm-hmm. gonna fuck you up. You're like, put me in the game, coach. Throw me the ball. Like, oh. Yeah. I didn't expect Shaq balls to be in my face because he dunked on me. Yeah. Right. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see that coming. Pause. <laughs> yeah. Pause. Uh, right. Uh, speaking of Shaq, you know Shaq is right back rapper. Oh uh, yeah, I seen that. You seen Zero in him? No, I didn't no. see that. No, you talking about the one when he's in, in like the Optimus Prime? Yeah, yeah. No, he got a whole album coming. Oh wow, okay. Shout out to shout out to Shaq. Shaq, you know what? Shaq O'Neal. He he could he could rap too, but the yeah. best the best rapping basketball player to me is always Ivo. Alan Iverson. Oh, I never heard of him. What? Oh my God! Yeah, Iverson can rap, bro. He the problem. The reason why he couldn't do nothing with his rap career is because of what he was talking about. Because Iverson was in the streets at one yeah, point. I, so he was the first person I seen with a Maybach, a real Ray, a real Maybach, not the Maybach bands. Yeah, a real May, the real Maybach looked like a souped-up Renault Alliance. Yeah. So if y'all don't believe me, look it up. Go um, Maybach, M Y B A C H. I felt like saying F O B L. Anyway, I'm not spelling. Uh, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm getting sleepy. I had some sugar. You got coffee. <laughs> but, but, coffee, though. Coffee made me deepy. Oh, okay. You know how that was that Sentiva marijuana? Yeah. Yeah, this, this is my Sentiva. Got you. Okay. All right. Yeah, it does have a different effect on people. Yeah, it's kind of wearing on me, too. I don't really like the feeling. We got another video, Shannon, so Drink, I can take a nap. Start drinking tea. Okay, yeah. I still got to put some sweet in it. Not really. Okay. You got another video, Shani? Okay, we got to go to the video, y'all. I'm about to take a two-minute nap. We'll be right back at two and two. I think it's two minutes. Be back. I recommend money. I highly recommend it. Uh, anybody that told you that money different about money is because they don't have money. But you got to quit listening to people that ain't got money tell you about money. Money the root of all evil and all that shit. You do evil stuff with money, but if you're a good person... You can do good stuff with money. You know, people say that money changes people. It really doesn't. You know what I learned about money? Money don't change people. Money allows you to be more of who you really are. Are you an indie podcast or content creator looking to reach a wider audience? Look no further. Introducing Podcastic, the ultimate podcast network designed exclusively for indie creators like you. At Podcastic, we believe in the power of unique voices and fresh perspectives. We're here to amplify your passion and creativity, connecting you with a growing community of engaged listeners who crave original content. Podcastic is more than just a platform. It's a support system built for indie podcasters, offering a range of resources to help you succeed. From tailored promotional campaigns to professional production assistance, we're here to help you shine. Our intuitive platform makes it easy for you to be seen and heard. We do all the heavy lifting for you. You just show up and create. Plus, with our advanced analytics, you'll gain valuable insights into your audience's preferences, allowing you to refine your content and grow your fan base. 
Ignite your passion, expand your reach, and thrive with podcasting. Visit our website at www.podcasticlife.com to get started. Podcasting, the home for indie podcasts and content creators. Let your hustle and your actions speak for you. This is the only way you really could prove who the real hustlers are. Not who make the biggest hit record of the summer. Not who got the biggest buzz and not who got the best stylist. We gonna look back a decade from now and see who got the most money. Who made the most moves? Who made the most millionaires? Who put the most people in power? Who really getting paper? That's what we gonna see and you can't talk your way into that. Hello? Yeah, when, when Kanye had good music popping and when Rick Ross had Maybach music popping, who had the best group to y'all? Uh, Rick Ross. You think so? Yeah. Huh. I haven't heard. I ain't heard. I, I did not hear not one hit except for Big Sean come out of a good music camp. Two Chains. I don't know one Two Chains record. Two Chains dope. He's, he's dope. He's dope. But, but he's saying he didn't. He didn't. He didn't have a hit record. Well, no, he did have hit records. It just wasn't like it wasn't like how on the status of Big Sean. All right, that's what I'm saying. He yeah. had. He, he did. Big Sean had that clout from just being from. Detroit. You know how Detroit, we stand behind our people. We do stand behind our people. However, if y'all know, they they, they kept uh, Big Sean Tuck for two to three years. Yeah, they did. Uh, Jay-Z even said, like, look, get, keep him out of Detroit for a minute. Let's keep him up under our wing because one thing Jay-Z do know, like, if you keep somebody close up under your wing, uh-huh. it's more prone that they're going to come out similar to how you are. Yeah. Versus how Benny, see, he did do it with Benny. Hey, Bernard, look, hold on. Back to Detroit, uh, what's the old girl name? She was on Rockefeller for a hot second, and then she ended up on Love and Hip Hop. What is her name? Tierra Marie or no, not oh, Tierra Marie? Yeah, Tierra Marie. Was it Tierra Marie? Yeah. So how did she get kicked off at of Rockefeller? Talking too goddamn much. Oh. See, one thing for sure, two things for certain. You can always depend on Detroit artists to fuck up their whole clown. Uh, we are known in the industry as fuck ups. Got you. What is that? That's you, Tino? Yeah, that's Tino playing music live. And shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You sure? Yeah, you or all people should have a microphone and pick that motherfucker up. <laughs> Tino, y'all hear that? Oh, got you, got you. Yo, so you said she was talking too much and that's how she got you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Demanding shit that she's not worth. Mm. She couldn't rock a crowd. You know what I mean? It's like she had a big chance. Her and her and Cha Cha had a big chance to make Cha Cha had a whole album from Universal full of dope ass Nas was on her album. Damn. I don't think Nas was ever on anybody's album for Detroit. Except for Cha Cha. Big Sean. And Big Sean. Oh, Sean. Nas was, was on he on Big No, Big Sean was on one of his songs. Okay, yeah, I'm about to say. When it comes to Detroit, I mean a lot of people are afraid of Detroit um artists, not because of the physic physicalities of dealing with them, but of the um irresponsible moves that we make. Uh-huh. I mean, we're very irresponsible towards the media. We don't get no media training. We think we know it because people said this and said that, and I won't give a damn who said anything. What can we do? What the hell can we do is my whole thing. I have no I have no clue. Just somebody need to lead by example. I think that's all it's gonna take. Uh that won't even work. You don't think so? Why? No, it need to be a whole new generation raised up on how to do. But I think you know what else the problem is too with Detroit? Everybody's stuck on this street shit. Yeah. If they get definitely. that out of their mindset and just try to be, you know, focus on being more professional and and, 
and get the ball rolling, I think we'd be better off. Totally agree. Totally agree. Shout shout out to Lathan. Lathan stopped by last week. Okay. Uh, Was last week or week before last? Week before, week before last. You know who Lathan is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely know who he is. I think you like this, baby. Anyway. What'd you say? The weeks definitely be weekend. Uh-huh. It wasn't last Friday. It was Friday at the last. Yeah, I, w- I was watching. That, that, that was a dope episode. Yeah, it was dope because he was here. Um, she kept saying pussy. Um, uh, and Brittany couldn't take it. She said, sound nasty. Yeah. <laughs> and Brittany's silly, though. It's hell. Shout out to Brittany who could play a 14-year-old girl. But then uh, she looked good as hell when she dressed like a grown-up woman. She had the little heels, a little booty. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's what it looked like. It looked like when she take off her pants. Her booty pop out just like that. You go... You know what I mean? Like, damn, girl, look at all that you got. Because uh, <laughs> I want to clap for her. Is that right? No, go ahead and clap for her. It's all good. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah, because not all women know how to can do both. You know what I'm saying? She could she could dress laid back and then you know be dressed up and show another side of her. That's so that's call, dope. That's why I call her Slim Thicky. Slim Thicky. She had one of them jeans. Everybody be like. You know, you know, it's okay. It's cool. Um, hey, y'all, uh, B. Todd, how, how can they check out your stuff? Oh, go on YouTube, man. Talks with Todd. And then you can check. You, and if you, you know, you don't have time to check out the whole video, you can go on my Instagram, go on TikTok, check out some clips that I posted. But you, once you see the clips, y'all going to want to, y'all going to want to see the whole thing, especially when y'all see what I'm talking about. So make sure y'all go on, on YouTube, type in Talks with Todd, not with, with. So there's no H. And you'll see everything, man, from start to finish. You see the hat? It says talks with yeah. time. Not with wit. Yes. Because he be witty with it. Yeah. Or witty witty. He willy That was my with whole it. point of dropping the H, too. There. Yeah. So. Wit. Talk with. With time. So definitely tap in, man. Got another like, episode coming this Saturday, too. So What is it going to be about? He ain't decided yet. No, I, uh, I decided. I just wanted to keep it. I want to. I want to surprise everybody. Okay, okay. Yeah, I want to surprise everybody. Cause it's gonna be different. It's okay. gonna be different than uh, what I've been doing as of late. So, and I got inspired off of reading this book over the weekend. So, what book? Uh, Nipsey Hussle's book. Okay. The marathon continues. The the life of uh, Nipsey Hussle. Okay. Yeah, I'm not gonna write, read that one. I uh, <laughs> just let you tell it to me and narrate it for me and give me and what they call it when they give you just a clip the summary. Summary of Cliff Notes. Yeah. I, so for everybody who be trying to cheat on the books, I tell them to read and buy the summary books off of Amazon. <sighs> you stupid. Uh, I'm going to ask you a question that's not going to be in a summary book. Okay. Because, you, you know, Ty, when people say they want to be down or whatever, I, the first thing I tell them to do is grab a book. Because I can't help them after that. You know what right. I mean? Shout out to Maria, Maria Johnson. She got her own show. Yeah, she said uh, we have to change the mindset and our attitude towards learning from others. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's that's definitely another issue in Detroit. Especially the way we raise our children. Mm, yeah, because it's too many of us parents out here trying to be our kids' friends instead of being a parent. Par- apparently. Yeah, and yeah. that that's the real issue. Yeah, that's the real, and that's a, that could be a not-so-good issue. Yeah, that could be a not so good issue because it it could get to a point where your kid get, uh, gets unruly and you can't control them no more. Ooh, yeah, very true. What you say, Tina? I say yes. You got a good point. 
Yeah. <laughs> yes, you got a good point. Yeah, man. It's uh, that I've seen it. I've seen it happen. It gets dangerous at that point. Mm-hmm. And you got to really watch what you put in front of your kids. Like, yes. you can't just be doing whatever, saying whatever, and then when the shit gets flipped on you, you get mad. No, it's not going to work like that. Wake mm. your ass up. But uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to sleep. I was really thinking. I was like, damn, what I'm about to say. Um, Next week, we I believe we're gonna have um, CC uh, Gooden is gonna join Terry Tuesdays and Thursdays. She gonna bring she gonna bring a little twang to the thing. Okay. Um, I'm I'm not gonna say what I normally call her, but CC Gooden, look her up right there on um, Facebook. C E C E Gooden, G O O D E N. She'll be joining us next week, I believe. So. Oh, and shout out to everybody that's been voting, man. I appreciate all the love, man. August twenty fifth. The Podskers. Yes. Listen. It's going down. Make sure y'all y'all either be there or y'all watch. Because it's going to be dope. Get y'all tickets. Uh, yeah. only, only 30 people bought tickets. Y'all better hurry up, damn Because I swear to God, once it fill up, it ain't no, we can't, we only can do what we can do. Yeah. On Eventbrite. Yeah, right? on, on yep. Eventbrite. Yep. Look up Get- the Podskers. P-O-D-S-C-A-R-S. Um, a lot of things have changed. I got a reboot on the on the voting thing because somebody broke the, the voting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the mix, in the mix, the podcast broke it, broke it. Uh, whatever marketing and promotion they doing, they doing a hell of a job. I think y'all should go to their website and learn what the hell they doing because they did a hell of a job. They had over eleven hundred votes. That's dope. That's dope. <laughs> since, 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 since the polls open, so um, yeah, that's it. Uh, what else we got going on? Hmm, I don't know. I ain't doing shit. So what's that? Oh, we outside next week and Mama Shoe Spot on Avalon at at the Avalon Village in Highland Park. We're going on there. We're gonna be down. We're gonna be and also she invited us to uh um uh, uh, wind down Wednesdays too. So it's funny how Bull got something going on on Wednesday nights and so do she. So we're gonna backtrack to them. But we're gonna be there Wednesday morning on twenty sixth. So come out and check us out at Mama Shoe Spot on Avalon Village. Matter of fact, we're trying to, let's try to get Mama Shoot at least on the phone or something Monday. Okay. Or even and, tomorrow. See what we can do. And what what spot, like, what kind of spot is that that she uh, got? It's a whole block full of um, love. Oh, sweet. She created a house um, for teens um, and people, kids could come there, do their homework, um, get on the computer, wash their, wash their clothes. So it's like a it's like a boys and girls club. Yeah. That's b- dope. But it's a boys and girls block. That's dope as hell. She owned like the that. whole damn block. That's hard. Yo, salute to that salute to that woman on uh, doing that. She had a dog ass uh, basketball court. Mm. Called my three sons because all her sons passed away. Damn. Yeah. Um. Um. The story is deep. If y'all look up Mama Shoe S H U, she been on Ellen before already. So Ellen actually donated a house to her. Nice. One of my prefab houses. That's dope. Um, by her company Cocoon so that was dope hey y'all we about to get out of here Todd tell me where they can find you at Talks with Todd on everything Instagram Twitter Facebook YouTube everything Talks with Todd it's crazy cause I'm gonna be thinking like damn I got a whole lot to do and I'm DB <laughs> I don't know why I'm DB um, I know why it was a damn lemon donut and a coffee I had a lemon donut and a coffee 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, God, I told you I had two lemon donuts in the car. You better go take a shot of that, whatever you got in there. Oh, yeah. And you'll wake up. Wake the hell it up. It look expensive. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you'll wake up. Shout, shout out tequila. <laughs> Anybody ever want shot tequila? Come on now. All right, then. Until next time, y'all, y'all can find me on Rise of Ground Morning Show here Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Girth at 9 30. We're going to start a couple new shows. Shout out to everybody who got a show on podcasting. Uh, I'm not going to say names because I don't want nobody mad at me. Until next time, we'll see you later. Shout oh, yeah. out to Tino. Yeah, shout out to Tino. Shout out to Telly. Uh, catch Chantel. Me, yeah, Chantel. <laughs> and catch me every Wednesday night on Respectfully Speaking. Speaking and I'm going to yes. be here every Thursday. And you might catch me some Wednesdays right here on the Rising Ground Morning Show. All right. Until then. next time, y'all. Peace. Indeed. Oh, indeed. Hey, hey. Rise and grind for your daily.